So for me, and I think for a lot of other people around the world, it was just that moment where you've had the time to stop and reflect and think, oh, hang on, is my life going in the direction that I wanted it to? And it's almost like, for me, it's like the, the covers were lifted from my eyes. Right, so here we go. So I want to say a great big thank you to the lovely Laura Brunton, who has agreed to come along and have a chat with me today. And that's all it is, is a lovely chat, um, but with a very interesting character, a very positive character. And she uses that positivity as part of her frame of reference, if you like, um, otherwise known as the Totally You Coach. And she works with us here at INEO Life as part of our mentor community. And for anyone who knows anything about our mentor community, we look after, we mentor, we coach, we help to develop and grow a really broad, diverse range of humans. And um, it's a really fascinating, um, challenging and rewarding place to work. So I want to welcome Laura and I'm going to get her to introduce herself and say a few words. Hi Lou, thanks so much for that lovely intro and hello to everybody listening. I'm Laura Brunton, the Totally You coach, a coach and a mentor. So very simply, I help people to live their best lives as their best selves. So pleased to be here today. Thank you, Laura. And I, if I were to Google you right now and look at your amazing LinkedIn profile, um, I would read into the narrative and I would, I, would, I would find the words that says, keep smiling and you, regardless of what's thrown at you, you keep smiling, you get your head down and you get on with it. Absolutely and right. and and there's people in my community who know you so much better than me. <laughs> um, even though I feel like I've known you for years because you're that kind of person. Hang on, but, are we not BFFs, Lou? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> this is a shock to the system. <laughs> <laughs> you're my new one my latest <laughs> i'm glad i'm sitting down with this <laughs> but they but the, you know they reading that and uh, you know having met you i am like she that's all she does she smiles this, this lady <laughs> smiles and i don't know the full extent of things that have been thrown thrown at you yeah. over the years but i do know that 2020 has been a really interesting year mm. um uh, and not all negative for you at all. In, in fact, the opposite to that. Um, but before we get to that, I think it'd be great if you could paint the picture for the listeners and the learners around what your background is and where you've worked and, and a little bit of the journey to date. Is that okay? Yeah, of course it is, absolutely. So the majority of my uh, professional experience has been in human resources, HR, that's my trade. So I've worked within large corporates, both uh, in the manufacturing and logistics industry originally, then I moved over into the infrastructure services, so did a lot of consulting work there. And it was fantastic, Lou. I was really lucky in that I've been able to work around the world. I've moved a lot within the UK alone. Um, so originally from the Northeast, as 
the lovely listeners will pick up very quickly from my accent. Um, I now live in Oxfordshire, but I will never change. You will still hear me speak the way I do. (laughs) And I've had a riot. So I've, I've changed roles frequently. And in my last role, I was there for 13 years, which I never intended to stay there that long. But the company was fantastic. I changed roles every 18 months. Uh, It was a really fast-paced growing company. So I responded accordingly in that I was a kind of employee where you could chuck me in anywhere. Um, I would roll my sleeves up, as you said before, get stuck in, um, bond and connect really quickly with people and always deliver. Fast forward to now, um, I now find myself just before Christmas, for the first time in my life, as of the 1st of January, I will not be an employee of anybody's. I will be fully freelance. So yeah, in summary, um, I had a fantastic time working largely in the corporate world, but the time has come for a big change now and I'm totally ready for it. Yeah, it's exciting, really exciting. Mm. And it comes with all sorts of um, thought processes, which I'm hoping that we're going to get into during this conversation. But can I get you, just for the listeners, to rewind a little bit further back? So where you grew up, the Mm -hmm. type of family life that you had, and how perhaps some of that little bit of fire in your belly... where it came from how did it start out and the the why absolutely oh this is a good trip down memory lane I'll try and keep it short in essence I am from Sunderland I am the oldest of three children and I grew up in um, a working class background through and through so I lived in a council house on a council estate Um, we never had much money so we always struggled for money growing up but the one thing that I absolutely wasn't without is love and affection um so my mum in particular best mum in the world so proud of her and she absolutely has helped to make me the woman that I am now obviously a lot of you will know when you grow up uh, without resources you can go one of two ways and for me luckily I have always had it low it's really uncanny I remember still standing in my back garden when I must have been seven or eight and looking up in the sky and seeing a plane go overhead and thinking, I knew even then I was so excited to think, wow, what countries would I live in? I'm going to be on that plane one day. I didn't even get on a plane until I was 21 and go abroad because we just didn't have the money to go abroad. It just wasn't there, no takeaways, no none of the things that my children have access to now. So that for sure put a fire in my belly. And I always knew that I I didn't want my kids to have a similar experience in terms of um, struggling for money. and Not quite knowing where the next meal came from, because obviously my family provided for me, but it was tight. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah. you never had that spare money. You were always walking where you could instead of taking the bus. Both my parents still don't drive. We've never had a car. So hopefully that paints a little bit of a picture there as to where the fire comes from. And I think naturally being the oldest of three, I did assume a lot of the leadership roles. I helped my mum out a lot. Um, And I love being a big sister. I actually really enjoy assuming leadership roles, both in my personal life and professional. So that got me to where I am now, essentially. 
Yeah, I like that. And I think you've taken me right back to the days in Barry Island and being the <laughs> eldest of four. <laughs> Not a lot of money, yep. um, but we went to the beach and um, we were lucky if we had a bit of fish and chips uh, and that was the, lu- the luxury, you know. So we didn't always know where the next penny was coming from. Mm. Um, but just like you, I think it, it does give you the fire in your belly to actually get up and make a bit of a difference and think, well, you know what, I've got a choice here. I'm either staying where I am or I'm moving and growing and I'm going to do some different stuff. And I wasn't stimulated overly by the uh, environment. I'm more stimulated by going back to it now and walking (laughs) on that beach. I was growing up there. So, um, yeah, yeah, I get it. And, And I think that's a lovely part of your story to share because there will be people listening to this mm-hmm. who can really relate to that they they have grown up in all sorts of yeah. different households where they've watched their parents absolutely work themselves to the bone so mm-hmm. and also you know we're getting close to Christmas and people are starting to think now how resourceful can I be because guess what I haven't got much this year yeah. in particular so it's always good to know where people, what people are really all about. Because we, we can look at you and think, wow, there's this positive, keep on smiling, resourceful character. Yeah. And think, oh, well, she doesn't understand hardship or anything. But actually, mm-hmm. you blinking mm-hmm. well do. Yeah, That's of course. Where you come from. And do you know what? That, that is the reason why I smile. And it's so interesting when you were saying about um, happy and smiley because it's pretty my inner critic of my ear goes to, oh, are people going to think that I'm a bit of a bimbo if I'm just smiling all the time? But I am naturally that much of a positive person, but don't get me wrong, it's a practice positivity. So even if you don't start out, if you think the whole nature-nurture argument, even if you're not naturally positive, you can train your mind, you can adopt practices where you can build it into your everyday life so it becomes more natural Mm -hmm. and not as much of an effort. Yeah. And where did you... So you've got that natural tendency anyway, but where did you... um, hook into that a little bit more where was the first time that you started to really learn and look at that as a coach in your learning journey Mm. I mean going way back I definitely got that from my mum so I'm very similar in terms of how she's always glass half full very tactile very warm very loving so that was absolutely instilled in my DNA bringing that through into my coaching practice I have spent quite a lot of time this year in thinking what kind of a coach do I want to be Mm -hmm. and spoiler alert I still won't know that 100% because I know as an individual just the the kind of person that I am Lou and it'll be the same for a lot of your listeners I will be learning until I'm on my deathbed every day is a school day and I love that I'm such a geek for life I mean I should have probably put my glasses on my jam jars (laughs) that might have helped I got mine on yours are lovely (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so for me being a coach I I 100% wanted to be able to practice what I preached. Uh, So I never want to kind of sit here um, and say, oh, well, have you tried this? Have you thought about that? And and coming back to the beginning, it's all my passion is about helping people to live their best and their most authentic lives. So not the lives of somebody else. You don't need to copy. You don't need to mimic somebody else. Just really try and get back to you, even if you've lost that, or even if you don't know what you are and you can't articulate what your values are, what your North Star is, all of that good stuff, that will come if you keep practicing. 
So if I think about the strands and the kind of people I want to attract in terms of clients, be that coaches, be that um, mentees or companies that I work with and, and, and charities and so on, it's those people who choose to see the light. So I know that there's darkness and we'll probably get on to that later in terms of COVID-19 and the ways that it's just turned all of our lives upside down. But it's people who choose to see. So I'm all about positive psychology. So I'm about taking stock of where we are. Yeah, we look backwards a little bit in the rear view mirror to see where we've come from, but it's all about eyes straight ahead of you. What can we do? What action can we take to move forward? So that's very much so my jam in a nutshell. Nice. Oh, nice. I like it. And then they, and then some excellent panel of judges and big thinkers have, they've got your profile this year, haven't they? <laughs> and uh, hang on, my computer's trying to do a little Adobe update in the middle of the <laughs> Yeah, go away. Uh, if it's not I'll your time. <laughs> remind me later. And I'm hoping the <laughs> listeners get to listen to this. They'll realise that we are just so not that slick. <laughs> oh no, hang on. You've, I've lost you now. Don't worry, I'm still seeing you. Oh, okay, let's get rid of that. That's all right. I like that. That's funny. We're just having a little technical hiccup. Yeah, so this panel of judges, they've they've read your profile, they've seen what you've been doing this year, and they've given you that positivity award. So has it been awarded yet? Or or, or is it a short list? It's voting time, isn't it? Yeah, it's actually tomorrow night. Yes, it's a nomination. And yeah, so it's a a business award for women in business and it is the positivity award. So some kind soul out there nominated me. Thank you so much, whoever you were. And then I have honestly, Lou, just been blown away by how supportive people have been, people that have been reaching out. Because I think almost as an asset or a currency, I think it's underrated Mm -hmm. and Again, I think sometimes, and maybe it's because of the environments that I've been working in, which have been largely corporates, where it's all about your profit and loss, what's measurable, where's your return on investment and so on. You wouldn't really find positivity on the balance sheet, would you? Uh, it's, it's intangible. But wow, when you think about the impacts that you can have, not only on your own life by choosing to be positive, but on the lives of others. So even... I mean, I would say this, everybody says this, even to get nominated, do you know what? I feel like I've won it already. So if I don't win, it's not my time and I'm fine with that. Um, There's clearly um, lots of deserving women out there who are also nominated. But yeah, I'm over the moon, Lou. It it really put a spring in my step to think, wow, like this is a little bit of validation. I'm pleased that it's being recognised and hopefully that will inspire other people to be their true selves as well. Yeah. Uh, And... um you've mentioned so many things i'm thinking right where am i going to go next to this amazing (laughs) story i'm I'm all excited i don't really know what to say so i think i think so people will be listening to this and they'll be in a a a, you know we've got three weeks to the end of the year Mm. and they'll potentially be thinking do you know what i do not want to repeat 2020 again because it's been epic i I found myself doing things that i never thought i'd have to do or changing my mind about something or being forced to learn something differently or utilize their time in a different way so and and that's tiring and that's challenging and without the right support structure around you it is like wading through treacle um 
So for everybody out there who's positively looking forward to 2021, I'm going to try and lead you into the conversation of where you're going next because you're not going to be employed. You're stepping off the precipice. (laughs) Um, And like all good precipice moments, there's a darkest hour attached to them, isn't there? So I'm wondering if I can get you to talk a little bit about that darkest hour and how that has served you, how you found that silver lining. Absolutely. And I always think, Lou, before you do take steps forward, as I've said, just have a look behind you because I think the past can be so informative. So for me, one of one of the exercises that I do with, with my clients is about what has this year taught me or can be a rolling 12 months, whatever time period you want. And we map on a professional level what the highs and lows were and then on a personal level as well because everything is an opportunity to get to learn more about yourself and the, the more you know thyself, um, as the quote goes, then the more armed and informed and aware you are for taking actions in the future. So this, this year, as you've said, has been hugely transformative. Started the year uh, in corporate life. I was crushing it, if I may be so bold. <laughs> Had lots of projects on the go, juggling lots of things. Kids all happy, home life happy, um, all working well. Uh, then COVID hit. We personally got COVID, so we were quite unwell for a few weeks. And even during that time, I still worked. Why did I do that in hindsight? I was literally coughing up a lung. <laughs> yeah, I was still on calls. I was still doing emails. And that was the start of a really slippery slope for me. And that essentially led to spring and summer. Uh, obviously, the majority of us or some of us are working from home you lose those boundaries, everything blurs, you've got the kids that you're homeschooling. And I just found myself addicted to work. I couldn't turn off the laptop. I was thinking about it all the time, waking up in the night, thinking about it. I was on mode constantly. And my rock bottom came when I had had a meeting with my boss and he'd been We've been talking for some time about the promotion, the next step up, and I'd taken on more and more responsibility. Um, and I was pouring everything into work, leaving nothing for my family. But when we finally came to the point where it was, look, come on, are we going to make this promotion happen? It was, oh, I think we're looking next year, Laura. And I remember finishing the call and just sobbing, head on my laptop. I could hear my kids playing outside. And that for me was just the realisation of, why am I given so much of myself to a company um why have I been so tempted by the carrots that are constantly dangled to keep us going and I'm sure it was all good intent um I'm I'm not saying that there was any kind of bad practice or any bad intentions on the company side but it was just a translation of Laura you need to choose how and where and with whom you spend your time and you've disproportionately given it all elsewhere when actually the priorities are right in front of you thankfully you've got your health back your kids are healthy all's fine you've got a roof over your head so for me and I think for a lot of other people around the world it was just that moment where you've had the time to stop and reflect and think oh hang on is my life going in the direction that I wanted it to and it's almost like for me it's like the the covers were lifted from my eyes because if I think back to childhood because nobody in my family wore a suit. Nobody went out in the flash car. Um, that was always my 
impression of what success was. So that's why I was so desperate um, to get all of the kind of materialistic trappings and the awesome job title and, and the briefcase and the suit and all of that. But when you strip it right back, if you're not happy, if you compromise on your health, and if you're taking for granted the love and the innocence of people around you, that's where it's got to stop. Mm-hmm. And that is what I did, sister. So from then on, um, yeah, it was, again, more, more ups and downs. So in short, left the company after 13 years, which was huge for me. Um, I'd pretty much grown up in that company. Ended up working for another fantastic company as a diversity and inclusion specialist. So a topic really close to my heart, so passionate about it. But what I found myself in lieu seven weeks down the line was I'm still delivering to big corporates. And again, it's nothing against big businesses. But again, I had the light bulb moment where I thought, I can't invest the time and energy that I want to with um, the clients and the people around me that I'm able to have those really deep, hard connections with, those light bulb moments where I could just reach through the screen and hug them because they realise the story they're telling themselves doesn't serve them anymore or they're going to be bold and brave and take that action. And I ended up resigning from that. Um, Who resigns twice during COVID? (laughs) (laughs) But all of that led me to where I am now, which, as you've said, is peering into the future. And I am so excited about it. I'm not naive to think it's going to be easy and I know there's going to be ups and downs, but I just feel like if I'm fully at 38 for the first time, I'm I'm really starting to know myself and knowing the value and the joy that I can hopefully bring to others. I'm just like, yes, I'm here. I'm on that way to live my best life. Yeah, good. Good for you. And Thank and I'm you. just you've as you're talking there, I'm thinking, what was the support system that you had at home that yeah. made the climate right for mm. all of those decisions to feel more natural than ever? Because because we're not in this life on our own, are we? And no, I know you've got some li- some little ones yeah, and a yeah. and a chap. Yeah. So what what is that bubble like for you? Yeah. So absolutely. Um, I'm looking that I've been with my husband for 15 years now. So, so we've kind of been through it all and we've grown up together as well. Do you know what we've done, Lou? We've, we work hard on being equals and communicating and genuinely wanting the best for each other. Mm-hmm. So my husband, for example, he took voluntary redundancy. He worked, um, was in the banking sector in the summer and he realised that he was desperately unhappy that he, he didn't want to be in the car for over an hour each way or every day. We're having to put the kids in um, breakfast club, after school club, because obviously we've got no family around us that could support with childcare. And t- two years prior, we'd been in Australia um, where he'd been a stay-at-home dad and I was working there. So he got a real taste of that and loved it. So mm. because of that experience, his experience and his perspective and his outlook on life changed where even for him as a guy, and if you think about how how men are brought up and, and all of the stereotypes that we're brought up with, he he loved being around the kids. And obviously he had to go through his own transition where he wasn't the main breadwinner and he wasn't going out suited and booted. He was doing the dinner, he was doing the washing up, he was changing nappies and, and, and all of that great stuff. So I think 
it was um, when I had the conversation with him and I said I was going to resign. Uh, he was like, oh, "Okay," and and. I said we communicated. He thought it was maybe going to be in January, which is what we <laughs> talked about previously. He didn't realise that I literally went downstairs, called my boss, did it there and then. And that is because I had no intention that day when I woke up to resign. I really didn't. But I just had that lightning bolt clarity where I thought, if you don't act now, Laura, you're going to just squish it down and you'll say, right, let's wait until the new year. Let's wait until this. Let's wait until that. And then before you know it, you've lost a few years. So coming back to the support structure, he is awesome. So we are an absolute team whereby we both know if we're living authentically, if we're chasing our dreams, if we both want the best for each other, it's going to be better for our marriage. Um, my parents split up, so I know what it's like coming from, um, I don't want to say a broken home, that sounds dramatic, but from a childhood where you don't have parents together. And so our marriage is our priority because that then directly links into our kids, doesn't it? And I want our kids to be in an environment where they see the parents talking, they, they don't see us fighting all the time and belittling each other and, oh, well, no, you can't go out with the lads on Saturday because I wasn't allowed. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's, I don't mean to sound preachy and judgy because I have many moons ago been in those relationships, but I know it just you're on a vicious spiral down, aren't you, if you don't support each other and want the best for each other. So, yeah, that is us. We are the biggest supporters. Love yeah, that. and I, I, again, I think, you know, there are people who are out there listening. They're trying to work. They're trying to learn. They're trying mm-hmm. to step off a precipice yeah. and do something new. And they may be ruminating or, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I'll, I'll tell them tomorrow. Oh, yeah. no, I'll, I'll wait now till after Christmas because we'll, yeah. we'll get the busy December out of the way. We'll do yeah. the year end or whatever it is. Uh, and then I'll let them know that I'm leaving or mm-hmm. I'm thinking about setting up my own business. So we, and I've done it. I've done it myself. Yeah, I spent, I think, there were once upon a time, in leaving a business I spent three months just creating a list of excuses Mm -hmm. as to why I shouldn't go or why I should do it tomorrow and then what Mm -hmm. that presents is a state of internal conflict and then you're not living your best life you're not being your best most positive version of you um and other things then start to disappear. Everything gets further away. You can't reach out and touch it as easily. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think that story is great because it will appeal to people. So let's go now with that story in mind and the backdrop. Let's go to, so what can we do? If we are the type of person that puts things off and ruminates and procrastinates, mm-hmm. What are Laura's top tips for that type of character? Yep. Well, my first tip would be be kind to yourself ultimately because our brains are not designed for us to take risk. So our brains are risk adverse. So it's some deep physiological state that we're in which is no why would you want to set up your own business you might not be able to have money coming in to feed your kids so that's a very real reality but then I don't want you to dwell on that so what I'm all about and I kind of call it my triple a model so if you I don't know if you think of a battery that you could hopefully this doesn't sound wrong insert into you to have your best life and provide that energy 
The first step is all about awareness. So it is increasing your own levels of awareness. So you might be able to kid other people, but please don't kid yourself. So even if you have to say, Laura, I know you want to leave. Either the environment's not quite right now. So we're going to put this to bed, but I'm going to give you a maximum window of four weeks to take action or two weeks to take action. Do that, set yourself a deadline. So increase your levels of awareness. And I always talk to people about becoming detectives in your own lives because there's always clues everywhere you look. And even if you think about a situation where you have a strong reaction, that could be positive or negative. It's because somebody is either crossing or igniting your values. So really hone into that. And as I've said, always keep learning about yourself and reflecting. Oh, that's interesting. I reacted like that. Why did I react like that? And, and do that kind of process in your mind and get used to doing that. So definitely awareness. The second A is all about authenticity, as you would expect. So again, this is what I aim to be totally you. So that's when our actions and our words are all in sync with our beliefs and values. So it's being ourselves. It's not an imitation of who we think we should be or who we've been told to be. If you're being authentic, there should be no should in there. You can just be. But bear in mind, that's taken me 38 years to get to where I am. So again, don't beat yourself up if you haven't done that so far. You can still do that. And then the third area, which is probably one of my favorite words of all time, is action. So as you've gathered, I am all about the action. Now, action can be subjective, okay? So it can be the big dramatic moves, the resigning, the setting up my own business, the proposing to somebody, what, whatever it might be for you. But equally, it can be the smallest, tiniest steps, which is where you just say, I'm going to take that one action today to move myself forward. Because momentum is our lifeblood. And if we're not moving, we're stagnant, we're dead, we're getting left behind. You know the society that we're in now, it's moving so quickly, isn't it? So we, we have to keep um, on top of ourselves and be committed to our own learning journeys. And that doesn't necessarily mean in the classroom. It's just learning from the environment around you, learning from yourself. Yeah. So that you can keep yourself on your toes. And the thing is with action as well, it's accepting from the get-go that progress is better than perfection. So mm -hmm. always think progress, not perfection, because we're always work in progress. And even if you think about the iPhone, I mean, I don't even know what version we're up to now, but how many updates does it have? <laughs> well, they keep looking it up. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh, new emoji, get in. Um, <laughs> but Apple didn't say, oh, hang on, I know that this isn't the most perfect Apple phone and the most perfect software we could make. You get it out there, you get it on the market, you stress test it, you socialize it, you get feedback, you tweak. That's how you move on and that's how you stay current, relevant and true to yourself. Love that. Love that analogy. Absolutely brilliant. The iPhone upgrade, continual yeah. upgrades, software adaptations the yeah. whole time, every day if you want it. Uh, and they only have to be small bite-sized chunks. So, exactly right. Brilliant. It's, it's making sure as well, Lou, which you're a big fan of and this podcast is testament to it. Be really careful about what you fill your brain with. Yeah. Um, and I mean from every sense, from your Instagram feed, from your Facebook feed, from the channels that you watch on the TV, from what you listen that goes in your ears. So 
every morning, even though it's December, I still get up, the kids are still asleep, and I get out for a walk or a run, depending on what mood I'm in and what the weather's like, and I will listen to a podcast every day because that lights me up. I learn so much, and it just honestly gets me so, like, pumped up for the day, and I'll come out and I'll be like, oh, Jeff, blah, 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 and did you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, always keep learning but again do it because you want to and do it in a medium that's to choose so podcasts I mean who wouldn't want to listen to this but may not be for everybody <laughs> so choose whatever medium works for you be it visual oral audio who knows yeah I think it's easy sometimes as a listener to think that the people who are recording the information that you're mm-hmm. listening to have got it licked and got it completely weighed off yeah, but actually more often than not they're having the conversation because they're in the process of getting it licked yeah. and and becoming a better version of um and I know for me to get out early in the morning um and to run and listen or clean my house or tidy up and listen to interesting information interesting discussions about making in the main small tweaks to the way I go about my business can enable me to have a word with myself because I do I do need to continually do that of course you do I I, I frequently get it wrong (laughs) (laughs) but you have the best intentions don't you I think one um Somebody who I'd recommend everybody to check out is a lady called Mel Robbins. And one of the things she says is that uh, we have to parent ourselves. Nobody is coming to save us. So yeah. I'm sorry, dear listener. I'm going to give you a bit of tough love because I almost on a daily basis need to do that to myself. If you're not happy with something, you need to take control and start to change that. Because even if our backs are against the wall and we think we've got nowhere to go, you absolutely always have choice. Even if it's mentally, how you respond to something, how you choose to interpret something, we always, always have a choice. Yeah, and I, I am passionate here about when we haven't, perhaps, we go through phases of our life where we have more awareness and then it might dial down again and then it'll it'll, it'll rise back up. Um So when we have more awareness, we're able to be more resourceful, to gain insights quicker, better, stronger. So during the slightly dimmer times where we're less resourceful, you know, I want to mention the mentoring program as part of, you know, what Ineo Life offers here. Uh, And so many of our listeners tap into and make the best of I do want to mention that because having a great mentor is about having this extra horsepower in the background that can get you where you need to go on a, on a day where it's a bit dimmer and you're not as resourceful. Um, and I wondered whether you could talk about um, some of the characters that you've met along the way or people that have influenced you or a person mm-hmm. even that's influenced you from a mentor perspective and, and given you that navigational light. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you talk about characters, I've got a few, but for me, one of the most powerful things is just having that safe space, for one, where you can explore what's on your mind. The other person's not going to judge because you're both equals. Yeah, that person might have a little bit more experience than you in X, Y, and Z, but absolutely both come to the table as 
equals and it's a meeting of minds where you can get things out that perhaps you might want to talk, not want to talk to your partner about and um, be it your business partner be it your wife your husband etc um so i love that I, i've been blessed lou and somebody said actually i think it was my husband said to me years ago and it stuck with me he was like laura you just collect people like i i'm i'm such an extrovert and i am such a networker and connector as well like i'll make best friends with people in the queue at tesco's or i'm just and i'm sure you're the same actually because we're both so chatty um so yeah so i've been really fortunate that throughout all my life I've always gravitated towards primarily women I'll be honest who I have seen at role models and I even remember thinking back to school and some of the teachers that I had there where even they would give me some lifts home after PE sometimes and it was almost like kind of edging on a friendship almost even though there was that clear um years apart because and again I get this from um both my parents I could talk to anybody that hopefully you realize there's no airs and graces i am who i am doesn't matter whether you're the chief exec or the cleaner i will still be fascinated to talk to you and find out what's going on in your life and what you're all about and so on so i think without naming names i always have at least five people that i could pick the phone to kind of the, the 3am club at any point in time and bounce ideas off or just say oh what do you think i should do um, and I think one of the expressions that I love, which I came across, is proximity is power. So if you think about what the changes are that you've got in your life, be it you do want to change your role, you want to launch your business, you want to be fitter, you want to stop smoking, what, whatever the changes that you may be, identify those positive role models, be they directly in your life, um, real people, or be they people on the TV, authors, mm-hmm. presenters, you name it. And the closer you can get to the people who have something that you want for yourself, coming back to your first point, Lou, that's where you get the shortcuts. That's where you get the hacks so that you can see them doing it. And I'm a really life testament of that. So even in the last four weeks alone, and I don't say this to brag at all, but I just want to share with the, the listeners and the learners about once you put that good energy into the world that's authentic, it will come back to you. And it doesn't matter if you're spiritual or not, mm-hmm. it's just the laws of attraction that will happen. So I've been fortunate that I've been asked by Jessica Cunningham, who's off The Apprentice, who is an entrepreneur, to be one of her master coaches. I mean, what? That was amazing. I'm doing this podcast with you. I did a a podcast last week with somebody who's got 100,000 followers. Like, what? Um, And I've got so many more opportunities. Friday night, I was doing a a summit, uh, a world summit, based with a team who were in America. And I'm like, I'm Laura from Sunderland. How is this happening? Whose life is this? Is somebody got to find out that I'm an imposter? I'm busted. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> but you know what we're doing it, aren't we? We're fobbing them off quite we're well. We're just cracking on. Cracking yeah, on. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think what, what you were saying before, Lou, which is such a good point around none of us have got our act fully together to we're all winging it to whatever extent be it 10% be it 90% but if you have that intent and you have have that spirit behind you it will lead to such beautiful places I fully believe in that 
Yeah, yeah. And I just want to, so if people are tapping into that AAA battery, that's what I've got now. That's my <laughs> yeah, Laura that's, that's icon. <laughs> yeah. Um, if people are tapping into that uh, and right now and they're thinking, God, give us a bit of that before Christmas, yeah. they, they can drop you a note in Slack. They can look you up yeah. on LinkedIn. They can get in touch with us to guide you in the right direction, whatever they want. And uh, to get to get their batteries topped up, then they are more than welcome. The door is open. Of course they are. Come and I grab was a bit at of the that. gym last night. It was hilarious. I told my husband afterwards, I'm doing my warm up and I'm talking to this lovely woman who's like, oh, I follow you on Instagram. You're so inspirational. Oh, I'm struggling at the moment. So I'm like, hit me with a bib. Come on, what's the situation? <laughs> and she starts telling me she's an accountant. Um, she's sick of being like wedded to the company. She's got young kids. She's working all the hours. So I'm like, what do you want to do? Then we're getting into lunches. Then she's telling me, and then I'm like, right, what steps are you going to take? Then we're doing sit-ups. <laughs> and within like 20 minutes, we'd formed this plan. I mean, my coach wasn't happy, I'll be honest, but you know, you'll <laughs> get over it. Um, so yeah, please do get in touch. But even if you don't want to get in touch with me, we have the internet and our back pockets come on there and I know we can get overwhelmed with that but you type in one sentence on Google how do I become more how do I get what do you start to and it's all that it's never ever been as easy to learn and take action yeah. if you think about when we were younger like having to go to the library for stuff not having mobile phones and then think backwards to our parents generation and so on um Again, a bit of tough love, there is no excuse. And especially with, with your business and your purpose and everything you do, Lou, those resources that you've got are just pure gold. So definitely yeah. take advantage of that. Yeah, well, I'm so, I, I, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to talk about next because there's so much. It's a bit, oh, I'm, I'm laughing at the scene at the gym. I'm thinking that woman would have been, or the coach in the background, we're like, this is the biggest jaw workout I've ever known. <laughs> like, they're chatting away. Um, so I think you know how, how are we doing for time we've got 10 more minutes Laura how, how is that okay with you of course it is I could talk for England as you probably brilliant go for it <laughs> brilliant so I I'm thinking um so some of the key themes of COVID is really what's worth there's a it's worth covering a bit of um of mileage with this and and for our community of learners, they have been uh, things like loss of income, mm -hmm. loss of job, or mm -hmm. having to re-engineer myself in the workplace because clearly our office block is never going to open again and we're all working from home, you know. Uh, it could be that, forget the job for a minute, I've got loved ones that have not been that well. Yeah or they're lost, they, they've got a loss of income, or some, some people have really struggled with their mindset, their mental state. Uh, I don't, I'm not a big fan of mental health because I mm. kind of think it leaves us with a really negative taste. But even myself, our mental state, it cannot not change, change during a time like this. Absolutely. Because 100%. we've got to adapt so much. Um, and back in the spring, we were adapting every day, weren't we? So what are what are the thoughts that come to mind for you when I when I read out those headings there? Yeah. Those real things that are going on for people. What springs to mind for you? As corny as it may sound, I actually feel it in my heart. So I genuinely hate to see or hear 
people being in pain. Um, but again, flipping into the positive, it's it's about accepting to a certain degree what's happened mm. because we can only control the controllables. So this year, so many of us has been a huge leveller. And I'm sure you've all heard the quote about we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. So people have been affected differently. So I empathise and I sympathise because I personally have had experiences and family members that have been really unwell um, and lost jobs, but as well as the things that I talked about with my husband and I in our situation. So I feel you and yeah. I see you. Take the time to heal in whatever way works for you. So if it is like what you say, Lou, if it's almost like people are just clinging on by the fingernails and thinking, just get me to Christmas and then I'll be able to look forward in January in 2021. You do that if that works for you. Nobody else can tell you any differently. Use it as an opportunity to reflect and think what are the things that you want to keep? So what are the things that you don't want to go back to? So for me, I don't want to be driving on the motorway for two hours from five o'clock in the morning anymore, not seeing my kids wake up. Um, it's about, I don't want to be sat in meetings where I'm having to put a fake smile on my face and pretend that some of the ideas are really good when actually it's just going to really upset a lot of people. So you work out whatever your own um, keeps are and then whatever the things that you're going to leave as well. Yeah. And just know that better days will come. As humans, we are so resilient, more resilient than we ever think and give ourselves credit for. So if you think back over your darkest days, those days where you think, I'm not even going to get through the next hour, never mind the next day, you've got 100% track record because you're still here. You've fought through and you've learned from it and it, it is putting that fire in your belly. And to feel pain and hurt and trauma, that's why we're humans, isn't it? That's our human experience. We're not all men here to be constantly sunshine and light and flowers and rainbows because we wouldn't appreciate it. And that's not real life. So it's take, taking stock of all of that and allow yourself to start getting excited again. Yeah. Start getting excited about what lights you up. And coming back to where I said about we all have choice, you always have personal agency over your own life. Mm. So if there's something you're not happy about, write it down and write what would you like to change. And even if you don't have the energy or the resources to make it happen right now, I'm such a big fan of if you name it, you tame it. So whatever you're thinking in your head, try and get out on paper or try and say, like, if you find yourself in a funk or you're in a low mood or you're spiraling or you're self-sabotaging yourself. Jeff laughs at me because I literally walk around the house and I'm like, okay, Laura, you're a bit stressed, right? You're stressed because you've got three big meetings this uh, today. Okay, that's completely normal. You're worried that you're not quite sure you're going to be able to answer all the questions and so on. And your brain will then latch onto labels, which it likes, rather mm -hmm. than thinking, oh, what's this unknown that I'm presented with? I don't know how to process it. So get excited. It is what it is, ultimately. None of us can change it. We're, we can only change our own environments and our own circumstances. And I believe in you. And there'll be so many people around you that believe in you more than mm. you think. Um, 
equally there'll be those people that are mood hoovers yeah. I'm sure we've all got them in our lives so where possible try and minimize the time that you spend with them and again my my people laugh but I use the visual of an invisible force field around me so if you do have like the negative Nancy's the mood hoovers just let whatever they're saying bounce off you bounces off the force field you're like nope not today Satan I am choosing to have a good day and it won't happen all the time. You'll get sucked into it because we're human and because we want people to like us and we want to bond with people. But in time, you can start changing up your circles, changing up those um, people or those influences that you allowed in. And then you'll start seeing some real benefits from that. So keep on going. OK, failure is not an option. You're where yeah. you are right now and you can just learn so much from it and get after that big and beautiful life. Yeah, silver linings, silver linings. Yeah. And um, yeah, hearing that is making me think about my kids and they're doing some great stuff at school about mm. how do you find silver linings in, in everything that's going on around you? And I'm thinking, what a great age to learn all of that. Mm. I, I was a bit late in coming to that sort of stuff. But um, it wasn't as trendy when we were younger, let's be honest, was it? And no. all these like positive psychology um, and well-being and self-care and all of that. I mean, they're huge industries in themselves, aren't they? So that's totally. part of that skill yeah. as well. Uh, so um, we've got silver linings. We've got triple A's. Yeah. We've got triple A's. We've got having agency over your life. Mm-hmm. So that luxury and that power or empowerment of choice. Mm-hmm. We've got mentors that can en- en- enable people to become more resourceful. Um, uh, name it to tame it. I like that yeah. one. I've been making notes while we've been talking. I'm going to have this. And, and, <laughs> and I'm going to chuck in there. Um, if, if we need some support in creating the reframe the reframe of our life or the reframe of our day or a piece of work or applying ourselves to a piece of learning that we just don't have the appetite for at the moment then um we you know we've got some resources here that can help you do that you sure have absolutely fantastic and i've seen firsthand the difference they made in people's lives so that's wonderful definitely take advantage of them yeah so I, I think we're we're kind of like coming to the end of our time, Laura. And I could talk all day because I've got pages that I have I've been chatting. Um, but I want to say thank you, and I want to say um, to anyone listening, if you fancy a little bit of, if you're not quite sorted with your Christmas list and you feel like you need some AAA batteries <laughs> uh, whack them on there put it out there to the universe and allow the universe to deliver and go look Laura up because she's really interesting really happy I am fun positive character to be around thank you so much and anybody can be that as well so you don't have to be me be totally you okay that is yeah. what it's all about and, and I'm going to wish you luck for the um, the big... Thank you. I need it. Prize <laughs> draw. I am. I am excited. And I'm, I've left enough room for the magic. I'm not trying to program and pipeline and pin everything down. I am leaving room for the unexpected to happen. So yeah. It's going to be so, good. So we will say goodbye. But before we do, um, just what will you be doing on Christmas Day? So I will be with my family. We're going to go back up north for more bubbles. Um, so we take turns at each at the different in-laws. So it's our turn at my mum's this year. So I'm over at the moon. 
um, and then we'll head over to um, my husband's parents on the afternoon. So it's all about just genuinely being in the moment. I'm going to lock my phone away in a cupboard so I don't get tempted by Instagram and social media. And I'm going to sit on the floor and do jigsaws with my kids and pretend to be a dinosaur and have them riding on my back like a horse, (laughs) which always happens. (laughs) And just chill and just digest and just recharge all the texture. And I know I can ask you this because you're all about the action, but what will you be, what's the first date that you're going to hit the, hit the ground running in January? Oh, it'll be like January the 1st. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in terms of physically, I will go out for a run on January the 1st. <laughs> if I want to carry my extra belly that I will have acquired I've not through a day without reading or learning or listening to something or connecting with somebody to say oh, I haven't had a day really on it um, but it won't be at 100% which will be later on as we get into January uh, I'm sure and and finally I think years you've just reminded me of a little story so years ago um Good old Uncle Martin, Fricker, who everybody knows, took me to a conference in London. And um, this was, wow, 15 years or so ago. And I was, uh, I'd been working in the industry for a long time already, but we were starting to do some different things. I remember sat in this conference, halfway through Martin went, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got something I need to do. And I'm like, "Mm, that's very typical of you, secret (laughs) squirrel. So off he went. And he left me on my own in this conference. And I had that imposter syndrome kind of running in my head thinking, I'm in the audience here, sat with all these people and they are like coaches from, you know, the elite. Um, uh, I really shouldn't be here is what was going on. And then a, a little tiny blonde, gorgeous, powerful woman took the stairs, got up onto the stage and started talking. And I was really gripped and really inspired by everything that she was about, but not even the words, just the body language in itself. And she said something which really stood out for me that day. And she said, if you want to be a coach and you want to be at the top of your game and have an impact on people in a positive way, you've got to live an interesting life. And I've always held on to that. And I I am just really happy that today I've been able to have a great, interesting, fun conversation with somebody who is doing exactly that. So thank you very much. Thank you. That means a world to me, ladies. Thanks so much. Brilliant. Merry Christmas and I'll see you soon. You sure will. Merry Christmas, everyone. Take care. Hello Rebooters, join me tomorrow when I will be talking to the very lovely and extremely insightful Jim Woodlingfield. He'll be talking to us about his journey through Reboot and some of the highlights and some of the practical tips that he has implemented and got some fantastic results using in the recent months where the pandemic has been on our shoulders. So. Tune in, press play, have a listen. I'll be meeting you there.